pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. We're going to make something a bit more potent than last time. Smuggler's Rum. Before you start, you need to get the ingredients together. Maybe you could smuggle them in illegally from another country. The ingredients you'll need are one banana, two scoops of vanilla ice cream, a small glass of milk, a pinch of grated nutmeg, 70 ml or a double shot of rum. And that'll make enough for one tall glass. Heat up the oven, now we're on a roll. Heat up the oven, now we're on a roll. You can choose light or dark rum, whichever you prefer. I'm going for dark rum because I found three bells of it in some caves. All you have to do is put everything into a blender and switch it on. If you haven't got a blender, you can put it in a bottle and drive around the countryside in a dune buggy with it for a while. All we gotta do is apply the final touches. All we gotta do is apply the final touches. That's it, you're done. Pour it into a glass and decorate with cocktail ornaments. I really like those little monkeys that hang off the side of the glass. I don't recommend putting a sparkler in it though. It makes it very hard to smuggle through customs. Yo ho ho. See you. Okay, okay, that wasn't so hard, was it? Eyes screwed tightly shut, muscles tensed, furious repetitive movements gather pace, bringing tension but ultimately relief. No, I'm not masturbating. I'm playing Daly Thompson's decathlete. As my digits work frantically, a thin sheen of perspiration coats my brow, soft gasps of joy and excitement escaping from between clenched teeth. No, I'm not masturbating. I'm playing Daly Thompson's decathlete. 
gripping my mighty tool, I worked feverishly towards my goal, excitement rising until I finally reached the finish. That's right, I am masturbating over the flickering VHS image of a momentarily nude Uma Thurman in the film Dangerous Liaison. That is all. Land of technology, innovation, and birthplace of we. That's where I thought I was going. I'd like to tell you that I'm speaking to you from Tokyo and have exciting gaming news to report. But unfortunately, this correspondence is coming to you from Fukumitsu, a Japanese backwater that I'm yet to find on any maps. I packed up my things and got on the plane with blind optimism. And a space in my bag where that beginner's Japanese course you promised should have been. Your wonderful travel agent did get me to Japan, but he did not get me to Tokyo. Tell him to check the airport codes next time. And so I find myself working in a paddy field to scrape together some money to get back to civilization. An old man spotted me in my confused state outside the airport. And shipped me off to his farm faster than you can say. Cheap foreign labour. It's not quite what I imagined I'd be doing here, but I do get to drive a tractor. That's probably the closest I've come to a video game since I left the UK. There's frogs everywhere, and I've taken out dozens so far today, which makes me wonder: Is this where Konami got the idea from? As soon as I get a bank account, I'll send the details to you. I know you'll send enough money to get me to Tokyo, right? Right. This is Kiara Janetta reporting for One Life Left. Hopefully, with some real news next time. Nintendo's Wii from my store. However, after seeing the presentation at E3, it would be ideal for the Doncaster Games buying public. What aspect do I think is going to sell it to them? It certainly isn't that they all love innovation so much that they would be desperate to get their hands on such an exciting new product. It isn't that it's likely to be quite cheap, therefore not as hard on the pocket as the other consoles. No. No, no. What is going to sell is the idea that it has a nunchuck controller. I'm Derek Williams, and this is my Wii Market Economy.
cookery. Hi, Miss Snackman here again with another delicious game-related recipe. Now, if you've been keeping up with E3, you'll know that the only thing worse than not baking is baking a cake. Well, this week, I am a cake. Alan Cake. It's a really easy one this week because you don't have to actually cook anything. All you need is some squarish blocks of sponge cake, Madeira or Battenberg, it's up to you. You'll also need some ready-to-roll icing, black food colouring, jam, icing sugar and a small paintbrush. The cake is done while we were sitting around. On a plate, arrange your pieces of cake into the shape of a typewriter. You might need to chop them up a bit for it to look right. You can make it as detailed or as basic as you like. When you're happy with the shape, stick it all together with some jam. All we gotta do is apply the final touches. All we gotta do is apply the final touches. Take two thirds of your ready to roll icing, soften it up in your hands a bit, and add a few drops of black food colouring to make it grey. Then dust a smooth work top with icing sugar and roll out the grey icing until it's about as thick as a pound coin. Cover the outside of your cake with jam and put the icing on so that it covers everything. Then roll out the leftover icing and cut out as many small squares as you need to make a keyboard. Using the paintbrush, paint letters and symbols onto the keys using the black food colouring. If you haven't got a full day-night cycle to spend making the keys, you could just buy letters made of icing from a shop. Making a cake, yes, means you gotta try. I'm doing this for years, but don't ask me why. Whatever you decide to do, you can stick your keyboard onto the typewriter with the jam there. Now all we've got to do is apply the final touches. Heat up the oven, now... All we gotta do is apply the final touches. All we gotta do is apply the final touches. If you want to make the typewriter really authentic, you can use a piece of rice paper to make it look like you're typing. You could even paint the words, I am awake, onto it, just as a reminder. See you! Okay, okay, that wasn't so hard, was it? How do you make the perfect video game? Tell me, sweet listener, how? It should be fun. Like the irrepressibly excitable Justin Lee Collins from Channel 4's The Friday Night Project. It should be exciting. Like recent BBC literary adaptation, The Line of Beauty. Christ, there was a lot of poking in that. It shouldn't take itself too seriously. Like Britain's Eurovision entry, DJ Daz Sampson, the rapping Ian Huntley. It should be beautiful. Like the love of Lieutenant Gruber, the humble Parisian cafe owner, René Artois. And ideally, it should be sexy. Like T4 Steve Jones, who many see as a charmless, leering idiot but who's actually really, really, really nice. Does Super Monkey Ball on the Xbox possess all these qualities? Yeah, yeah it does. The end. One life left. You have one life left. Do it. Japan for two weeks now and hope that I'd be reporting from Tokyo this week. But rice planting really doesn't pay very well. And that money you promised? 
It hasn't made it to me yet. The rice planting work is finished, so I needed another job. I somehow managed to con the local high school into hiring me as an assistant language teacher. Apparently, real teaching qualifications? Not a requirement here. Again, not quite what I thought I'd be doing in Japan. But it's better than being up to my knees in dirty rice water all day. It turns out that they don't actually use much English whilst teaching English. Therefore, the students are unable to understand even the simplest commands. Maybe it's my accent. Maybe the Japanese teachers never actually taught them. But they just don't have a clue. Therefore, I've decided to take this on as a real-life Nintendogs project. I left my DS back in the UK, so I have to find some kind of entertainment. First step, voice recognition. The textbooks are all generic American English, but I'll have them understanding me in no time. Next step, teaching them commands. Sit down. Shut up. Beg for my affection. There's a good student. Finally, rewards. The girls are obsessed with cuteness to a level that quite frankly makes my eyes bleed. So anything with Hello Kitty should work. For the boys, well, if the cute ones are really well behaved, I might even treat them to a private study session. And um, then call you for bail money. This is Chiara Ginetta, reporting for One Life Left. Hopefully, with some real news next time. Dear Steve, Been thinking a lot about games and romance, video games and relationships. I was talking to a game designer friend who was telling me how games could be sexually transmitted. This means when your boyfriend becomes addicted to Worlds of Warcraft, you, the girlfriend, become widowed. Bereaving the loss of your mate, the only way to get him back is to join him and contract his same disease. Now, I like the idea that games could be transmitted sexually, like a virus. I don't normally think of video games as particularly aphrodisiac, but I do confess that my first pseudo-romantic encounter was sphered by video games in what one would now call an internet romance. The year was 1991. His name was Chris. He was 15. His most attractive quality was that he was some kind of Nintendo tournament champ. Chris responded to my posting on whether or not it would be possible to play an American game on a Japanese PC Engine console. He not only knew the answer, but in his first email uttered these very sexy words. I think gameplay is more important than graphics. At 14, I believed I'd found my soulmate. From then on, we faxed each other long-winded letters. His were from a typewriter, mine were from a dot matrix printer. We talked about teen stuff, the pros and cons of tapered pants, why vanilla ice sucked, Beverly Hills 90210, and what had brought us together in the first place, import gaming. He wrote about his dramatic relationship history, as much as a 15-year-old could have a relationship history. I, on the other hand, had none, but was glad to lend an ear. We faxed on and off until my parents ended the whole affair rather drastically. They took away my letters and forbade me to ever contact him again. Maybe if we had met today, we could have stayed in contact via AIM, SMS, email, or he could have added me to MySpace.
But back then, I didn't even have his snail mail. I was crushed. I had to return to the reality of not having a special someone who liked me not for my looks or popularity, but for my secret geek knowledge. My mother never told me this, but those are the keepers. I found the Curly Facts paper years later, and I wonder if Chris is still out there playing import games. XOXO Reina. It's short, it's snappy, it's tips to make you happy, it's odds on OD. It's short, it's snappy, it's tips to make you happy, it's odds on OD. Now, everyone's talking about the Wii. What price will it be? 125, 135, 150. I like 150. I think that's the price I'm going to go for. Let's go evens for that. And tomorrow night, 7.15 at Sandown, Les Arks is running. He's up in class a little bit, but he's a good horse. I think he can win. Keep it odds on. Odds on OD. Keep it odds on. Odds on OD. Goodness me, you've caught me just in time. <laughs> Professor Game and I are just about to leave for a short well-end break. Ah, oh, the holidays. We're going to our favourite getaway spot, the Golden Cap Holiday Park in West Dorset, for a camping weekend. Uh, I'm, I must confess I'm in a terrible muddle, trying to get everything ready, and quite frankly, Professor Game is being of no help whatsoever. He's just sat there, apparently, waiting for all the packing to mysteriously make its own way to him. Uh, uh, oh, oh, uh, ha, ha, how comical. That rather reminds me of an entry from our lexicon of gameography. Wait, let me, let me find it. Ah, here we are, camping. Camping? most typically occurring in the worlds of multiplayer gaming is the practice of a player staying exactly in one spot and waiting for the opponents to come to them. A player may find a secluded spot, possibly a vantage point over the local environment, and kill the enemy from here. However, this action is most frowned upon and Camping is considered to be very much cheating. Perhaps most common in first-person shooters, this bad sportsmanship can give the player a distinct advantage, especially when one camps next to a spawn point or an enemy's base. Some would argue it's merely a tactic within the gaming world, while others fiercely maintain that it's simply unacceptable and spoils the game for everyone else. <laughs> Just imagine if everyone were to play this way. With, with everyone sat camping, none of the players would ever encounter one another, and absolutely nothing would happen, nor would anything get packed. 
He's fallen asleep again. Oh, goodness me. I'm really rather furious. If this lazy old oaf doesn't get off his hind and start organising his trangere, he can jolly well camp here all weekend. decide to release teletext for it. Clearly this has proven an unpopular decision with the 360 owners, as they don't seem keen on forking out £50 to get teletext football pages on their machine. I know if I had a 360 I'd be getting one of the two games that are worth playing. Dead or Alive 4 or Ridge Racer 6. Even then, paying £50 just to have the graphics look slightly shinier would still put me off. Managed 2006 to sell somehow. Oh, I know, here's a great selling point. Football Manager 2006, the most characters on screen in a 360 game so far. I'm Derek Williams, and this is my Football Market Economy 2006. Snackman here. This week we'll be using ingredients every elite soldier will have to hand. A piece of bread, two quail's eggs and a drop of oil. We're making toast recon of course. First of all, you need to toast one side of your bread. Just the one side. This is a primary mission objective. Failure is not an option, soldiers. Now we need to make two holes about an inch in diameter in the toast. You can use your bayonet if you've got one, otherwise you can use some C4. Stand clear! Then take a frying pan, put a tablespoon or two of oil in it and turn up the heat. Put the bread in the pan, toasted side up. Crack one quail's egg into each hole. Don't worry, this type of shell can safely be opened without being subjected to a controlled explosion. Fry until the egg whites are cooked through, but leave the yolk dippy. 
Now you have a pair of heat goggles that can be used to infiltrate enemy tummies. Serve it up with blood effects. I've used ketchup, but you could use anything red. Now you've achieved your mission objective. I'm off to the extraction point. See you! Okay, okay, that wasn't so hard, was it? It's summer again, and even though it's sunny outside, it's all drizzly in my heart. Sweating shirtless men, terrifying butterflies. It's all really horrible. Turn on the radio and it just brings me down more. It seems that after only a few months of mainstream celebrity, Preston has become jaded with life in the public eye, at least according to the top ten single 9 to 5 by The Ordinary Boys vs Lady Sovereign, who I had assumed was atrocious until I read in the Observer Music Monthly that she was good. In an article that at no time veered dangerously close to a sneeringly anthropological study of Chav culture. But what's that fluttering in the breeze? That car is an England flag flying from its roof. I know who they'll be supporting in the forthcoming World Cup. England. Cheerily I skip inside for a quick game of Pro Evolution Soccer on my PC. The controls are sluggish. The graphics are sh- <laughs> I self-harm. It's an ugly truth that nobody walks in L.A. While New Yorkers and other urbanites aren't forced to lose their waking hours to garish commutes, Angelinos, perpetually stuck in gridlock, create activities for when we are neither here nor there. These activities include books on tape, which seemed to be a good idea but seemed a little like cheating to me, calling up friends I haven't talked to in a while, and not telling them that I'm stuck in traffic and a little bored. And car karaoke, made possible by the vast gigs of music on my iPod. I'd like to introduce a new pastime to my car-cultured cohorts. Electroplankton Mobile DJ. Julie, Patrick, and I were on our way to have sidecars at our favorite nautical-themed dive bar in Koreatown. I asked the gaming-adverse Julie for the audio-out cable connected to her iPod and plugged it into the headphone jack on my crystal-white imported DS Lite. I began to play. We all lit up. We were suddenly invincible. Except we didn't revert to our mortal selves after a mere 30 seconds. Electroplankton contains a stage called Beat NES. I tap geometric plankton and their diamond-shaped tails to invoke the spirits of Mario past. The most pleasurable sounds from a vidkid subconscious. The spring-loaded jump. The clinging of the coins. The clank of the turtle shells. The whirlpool of the warp pipe. Beat NES could enact my favorite game actions whenever I wanted. This was better than cheating. I'm feeling like I'm jumping over turtles and hitting blocks. Hit the coin again, exclaimed Julie as she rounded western. I kept tapping the triangular-shaped plankton. It became the sound of Mario falling through a sky of gold. We super-jumped, warped, and one up to our heart's content. It's a shame Mario couldn't be in L.A. to join us. 
XOXO Reina. too old to play all these online video games. Though we've been employing a young research student to undertake the task, Tito, a favorite student of mine, has been helping us investigate an obscure term used by internet gamers to express their negative feelings towards something. It's the term sucksaws. You'll understand that leaked speak lexicography means that there are any number of derivations of the spelling of sucksaws. What we were really interested in was its etymology, its origins. Now, after some research, it became clear that the origins of the term lay in the word suck. Of course, it's hard for us to understand how the word suck could have any negative connotations. To suck on the bosom of a mother, to suck on a delicious boiled sweet, these are highly positive experiences. It was only later, when I was going through some of Tito's online transcripts, that Dr. Watch and I began to realize that these outbursts of the word suck sores were really referring to something rather different. Of course, I had to spend some time explaining to Tito what it was that gamers believed was to be sucked upon. And well, now, now he's left the laboratory in rather a hurry. I didn't mean to upset him. Now we'll need to find another boy to conduct the research. And the process is always so uneasy. Watch and I can never agree on the qualities that make up the perfect assistant. But I'll have my way in the end. I always do. It's short, it's snappy, it's tips to make you happy, it's odds on OD. I'm drunk, a little bit tipsy. Now, there's a bit of talk about Microsoft entering the handheld portable world. I think it's a possibility. I like it. I think they're going to go for it. If you want to bet on that, I'm going to give you 10 to 1 on. It's not the greatest odds, but that's the best you're going to get. Also, the World Cup is coming up fast. I think you've got to go with your heart, not your head. Get on England. They're going to win it. Remember, keep it odds on. Odds on, OD. idea for their yearly product last year. Ratchet Gladiator and Jack X have been terrible sellers. 
The games in the past have been fun platform-based adventure games. With these two games, they turn them into an arena-based shooter and a racing game, respectively. This was not what the public wanted. Maybe the designers wanted to reinvigorate their games. Maybe they couldn't be bothered. All I know is I've never sold either game. Even with extreme discounts, no one is interested. No one is interested. They've also been turning their games progressively more teen angsty, which again isn't what the public are wanting. They don't want a darker game in the style of Grand Theft Auto, but for kids. Designers and publishers take note of the hit Star Wars Lego. The public doesn't always get what the public wants, but when they do, they buy it. I'm Derek Williams, and this is my free market economy.